While we tend to break down the various categories of the generative models into text-to-text, text-to-image, text-to-audio, audio-to-text, or text-to-image, and vice versa, it's very important to highlight that uh, going forward at the foundational layer level, the game is going to be played, so the, comp the competitive landscape is going to be actually shaped around multimodality. What do I mean? How does it work? And uh, why right now all the AI foundational players are actually working on multimodality? Let me explain. Just a couple of years back, if you needed to develop from scratch and pre-train from scratch a large language model like GPT, probably you could have done it uh, with uh, limited resources. And it was quite interesting because uh, one company that has done it, uh, the last company, one of the last small players that has managed to actually build quite impressive generative model was Stability AI when it launched in 2022 actually a stable diffusion, an image generator. The interesting part is, uh, as uh, the founder of Stability AI has explained, it uh, actually spent probably 600K, $600,000 to actually develop a stable diffusion. And that was quite impressive, because if you think about it, uh, for what stable diffusion is capable of, there was a uh, you know, really low price point. Of course, there is to say that uh, in this process of actually developing stable diffusion, Stability AI might have used a smart uh, approach and, you know, to speed things up, of course, uh, a lot of uh, things are going on right now where, for instance, getting images, as I covered in a previous episode, is actually suing stable diffusion for, for the, the images that uh, have been used in the training data, which seems to have been like also images uh, in the premium li library of uh, Getty. But, you know, behind that, for sure, we can say that this was the way a stable diffusion was developed was uh, very extremely smart. And that, of course, by using the open source mo model, it was also an effective business model to actually develop something that otherwise would have been extremely expensive and hard to build in such a short amount of time. Because, of course, Stability AI leverage on the open source community around the project to actually build uh, something extremely, extremely valuable. Now, the thing is, uh, right now, moving forward, developing those uh, large language models uh, has become uh, extremely expensive, uh, also because their, their capabilities have uh, been enhanced a lot, meaning if you want to compete in the market right now, you got to at least launch something which is comparable to GPT-3 on one side or stable diffusion on the other side or DALI or whatever what Google is working on. And therefore, in order for you to compete at foundational layer level right now, you got to probably put uh, you know, a fair amount of sm sm uh, smart people together, but also a fair amount of computing resources together that you can use on top of a cloud infrastructure to actually build something like that. And this may cost in the order already of a few millions to actually develop from scratch. So you do understand that at the foundational layer level, things are getting much more competitive and this industry is already consolidating around a few large players. Now, there are two interesting consideration, uh, considerations to make here. 
the number the the, the first consideration is right now those who are um, actually in a good position to develop a large language model and therefore compete a foundational layer are those companies who are who can tap into a huge amount of computation and therefore are those companies who have a huge cloud infrastructure which they can repurpose to um, and not just any kind of infrastructure it needs to be an ai uh, supercomputer and what it means it means that it needs to be like optim uh, optimized for uh, AI and parallel computing so it needs to leverage on uh, an infrastructure which is based on GPUs and uh, combined with various techniques to actually make the, the parallel processing on those large language models possible to actually uh, train them on a huge amount of data and billions of parameters so you do understand already that the kind of companies that may be able to compete right now, still at this stage, a foundational layer, are large companies like, for instance, Amazon, uh, like um, you know, Apple, Facebook, Google, and um, all the others who have possibly a cloud infrastructure. Companies like, for instance, uh, Nvidia or like um, uh, IBM, or you know, those companies. Again, we have, we have been um, uh, working on the on their cloud infrastructures for years. So they might be able to actually optimize uh, their cloud infrastructure to, to uh, create a large language model while building in uh, a team that is able to actually pre-train those models. That's the first consideration. So the way this software uh, paradigm works right now is based on scale and therefore it requires a huge amount of computation. The second point is about multimodality. Just a few years back, finally, Google came out with uh, its strategy for AI and it did various things. I explained it in a, in a previous episode. He actually highlighted and emphasized a few things. And let's remember that uh, the Google researchers were the ones who actually uh, pushed out the paper that explained the transformer architecture. But the key thing here to understand is that uh, companies like Google right now in order to compete a foundational layer and create something that can be even more interesting at consumer level than ChatGPT, not only they need to come up with something which is more grounded and able to scale compared to ChatGPT when it comes to language, but they might need to come out with a tool which is able to actually handle multiple modalities. That's why um, you know the multi-modal right now strategy is the one where those foundational layer players are focusing on to develop the market around those uh, multimodal uh, you know generative uh, generative models multimodal meaning that those may be able to handle multiple modalities from um, from uh, image text uh, sound uh, video and so forth so um, this is how you we get to the point where this uh, foundation layer might consolidate further and this raises two questions first of all if you are a startup, can you compete at this uh, foundation layer level at this point where we are at a, an iterative process level where you know the transformer-based architecture has become uh, quite advanced, advanced uh, in producing a scale large language models that can do a lot of cool stuff like ChatGPT. And uh, of course, the, the the second is you know about again the computing power, the few companies that have the computing power to do it, and therefore the third point is until this transformer-based architecture is going to be the paradigm of this AI industry, which is not we we're not sure uh, for how many more years. Uh, that's uh, you know we are in a place where this foundational layer is getting really consolidated, meaning that uh, we're going to see probably a, a few large players 
playing a key role in this foundation layer and uh, a few um, very few emerging players that will be able to come up from uh, from scratch uh, one example of course is uh, is a stability uh, ai and uh, we might see a few more still financed by those large players that may be able to come up with something cool at the foundational layer level. So again, the interesting part here is the understanding of how this uh, competitive landscape is looking at foundational layer level with uh, the next steps for the evolution of this AI that is moving toward multimodality with the fact that uh, really the pre-training of those models is getting more and more expensive and therefore it requires an AI supercomputer that only a few can provide and really the ability to make sure that you can optimize those models at the point that you can get the most out of this architecture by scaling, the, scaling them up further to actually uh, you know, do more cool stuff. So right now the paradigm is, uh, and the question, open question is whether you're going to put, let's say, uh, 100 million or like, uh, you know, a billion to actually train and further pre-train those large language models if you're going to get a further out outcome and output that is going to make them way, way more smarter than they are right now. Again, this is something that we don't know for sure. Uh, so someone and those large players, we can assume that in the coming couple of years, they will be throwing billions those large language models to actually test this assumption to test whether if i if by using more computing power to scale them up further they may get uh, you know better incremental results or exponential results on top of those large language models or if this transformer based architecture is gonna already plateau and therefore we've seen already where they can get uh, in terms of foundational layer and therefore based on that most of the work then is going to be based on what the middle and application layer can develop on top of the foundation layer again it's going to be quite interesting to look at because based on the evolution of where until which extent the foundation layer is going to be able to evolve and whether it's going to be able to move already uh, in the next couple of years toward the multimodality uh, is going to completely uh, change also the way the middle and application layer might actually evolve in the, in the coming years and also the sides of the potential AI industry that we that that might come up so the difference between having a multimodal foundational layer in the next next couple of years it may make a huge difference in creating an industry that is not worth a trillion but possibly like 10 trillion dollars you know just shooting numbers but if you if you follow the logic here simply uh, if you have a multimodal layer uh, works by default on top of those multimodal AI uh, large language models. Therefore, you might get a huge, uh, much more value on top of the middle and application layer. And therefore, you might see a much wider and bigger AI industry, where instead, if by putting more billions into the computational power to develop those foundational uh, models, so those large, large language models, we're going to get stuck and we're going to plateau. We're going to be still in a scenario where you might still be able to actually create, a, let's say, a trillion dollar AI industry because you can still build a much valuable middle and application layer compared to the previous software paradigm. So here in the worst case scenario, it seems that uh, we're going to still be able to build a huge incremental value on the current software paradigm and make it, uh, let's say, 10x better compared to where we, are, uh, where we were just you know, a few years back. And if things turn in a way where the foundational layer is able to do 
multi to achieve things like multimodality, we might move in an industry that can expand, the industry that can, can expand, the software industry, and therefore the internet industry of many times over. So this is an interesting development to look at. It's very important to be focused on understanding what's going on at the foundation layer to understand also where the middle and application layer can get in terms of, um, of value generated for users across the world.